Welcome to the Human Reboot with me, Emma Last. We have uplifting, inspiring, and diverse reboot stories from people sharing the courageous, honest, authentic, and sometimes difficult life lessons. The Human Reboot will provide proven mentally flourishing formulas and practical tips to help you to live life to the full, giving you direction and hope. Make your mental fitness and well-being a daily priority. Learn to pause so that you can get clear and perform at your best. Switch off to switch on. It's time for your Human Reboot. Today on the Human Reboot podcast, it's little old me. It's just me, Emma Last. And what I'm going to be talking to you today are about the reflections and key learns over the last 10 or so episodes. I'm going to start with episode 12. Episode 12 was all about us as ladies playing bigger. So let's play bigger ladies with Emma Clayton. There was some real interesting things that came out of this episode. And actually, you know, some of it was quite, when you start thinking about it, it makes you feel quite disappointed. Um, You know, like when we've been through the pandemic and we were in lockdown, there seems to be real patterns of women going back to the 1930s, you know, where we put kind of our businesses on hold and we were trying to homeschool the kids and we were trying to juggle everything all at the same time um, to really support our families. And what's really, really interesting is actually now, if you start to look at some of the statistics around mental health and well-being, actually the pandemic has affected women, um, most women more severely than it has men. Well, we can say that, but sometimes the, the big question around that is, as women, are we actually reporting things more um, than men do? But it does seem like there was a real kind of um, pressure on us as women to be able to kind of do it all and juggle it all. And this episode does kind of go into that, which is it's great to acknowledge that, you know, that did happen. And actually, if that was you, you know, you're not on your own. Um, and we can't be all things to everybody. And actually, that does has had quite an impact on a number of women's mental health and well-being. Because, you know, actually taking time for ourselves and being able to, you know, get back to, you know, being able to give ourselves some time or some self-care for some people has been really quite difficult. And I know that many people have actually, um, you know, found that this September has been the first time when their children have kind of gone back to school and everything's opened up again, where they're really starting to transition into some sort of routine when everything has been kind of ever changing really over the last sort of 17 months. Um, But one of the other key things that came out of um, this episode was that in 2019, um, the Rose Report stated that there was only 17% of businesses in the UK that were female owned. And thankfully, now um, there's been an update and there's been and 34% 
um, of businesses are female owned. Now, the big thing around that is that when you look at the number of people employed within those businesses, there's a lot of women that have set up businesses and it's and they're solopreneurs and they're not necessarily kind of thinking as big or um, perhaps um, accessing as much investment maybe as they could do to grow their businesses as quickly as they could. So a lot of the things with this within this episode are very much um, about, you know, are really, really about starting to think a little bit differently and trying to remove some of those barriers. You know, we might slow ourselves down when, you know, when there are opportunities to speed ourselves up, um, not necessarily having to do everything on our own and with some investment that, and some headcount, you know, we're able to kind of grow our business more quickly. So it's a it's a great episode, but those are a couple of really key things that came out of it. Um, episode 13, My 2020, Our Stories of Strength and Resilience with Joe Howarth. That was actually um, around the launch of our book launch, which um, so earlier this year or late last year, I was asked to be involved in a book collaboration um, about stories of strength and resilience through the pandemic. And both myself and Joe Howarth were involved um, in, in that. And, you know, fortunately, we got to number one. So I'm now a number one best-selling co-author on, on Amazon, which is great. Joe talks about... Um, you know, talks about gratefulness, she talks about journaling, she talks about transition, she talks about the amazing um, woman that came to her rescue um, around, you know, when she was really kind of struggling and wondering whether she was actually even going to carry on with her business, which would have been an absolute travesty. Um, but she talks about her journey um, from when her dad passed away right through to becoming um, discovering mindfulness and becoming a mindfulness practitioner, kind of thinking, what is this thing that everybody's going on about? And I'm thinking, well, I think I need to learn more. And then when she learned more, having this huge light bulb moment and saying, ah, I actually really get it now. And one of the other key learns that really came out of it was around the world selfish so when we talk about self-care naturally we often feel inside those feelings of selfishness and um when we started to talk about kind of the description of selfish joe said we've given the word selfish this huge negative connotation but actually if you look at it as the word self-ish it just means of the self in and of itself it doesn't have to be a negative connotation we've given it one we've said that being selfish is wrong but actually it's absolutely right and we should all be more self-ish we need to start with ourselves when you put yourself first when you look after your needs your boundaries your values when you adhere to what you believe is important in life and what you need as a human being to live, the life you want to live then spreads out from you to everyone around you. 
which I absolutely loved. Well, the next episode was a little bit different. So this was with Pete Can, the laughter man. And Pete talks about how laughing for 10 minutes a day is his real secret weapon. Pete very vulnerably shares how a couple of points in his life, he's, you know, he's felt really quite broken that have been really, really challenging. And he got to a point where he didn't know whether he could carry on. And he talks about his journey back from, from those thoughts and those feelings. But, and he talks about how he found laughter yoga. So after doing four days of laughing every day, I felt amazing. I felt really energized. I felt really focused and I felt creative. I just knew what I wanted to do more of in my life and that was laughing um and laughing every day with of 10 a group of people for 10 minutes he found was his real secret secret weapon and has been a huge support to him through the pandemic so his story um is just is one of vulnerability but one of strength one of business and one of laughter and he talks about um, his morning routine as well um, and the support he got from the book, um, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which I know is a book that has come up very often in the podcast recommendations. Episode 15. So this was with um, one of my good friends, Becky Holmes. And this was one in 20 women suffer from my hormone disorder, PMDD. Now, I'm really glad to say that since this episode, Becky um, has had further treatment and literally um, has, it's been life-changing for her. Although it was a massive decision for her to, um, to be able to move forward with her life and a huge decision to, you know, to have a, um, a hysterectomy, literally she feels like herself every day but when we talked in this episode and we talked about one in 20 women suffering from premenstrual dysphoric disorder that's PMDD where every month um, they become pretty ill um, the episode talks about even though Becky's a high achiever she's had to learn to slow down to work with her illness and accept what she needs to do to support herself through her illness every month and you know it she shares how her brain reacts differently to the fluctuation of hormones and really how she tries to manage and live her life around her illness and conversations I've had with her since then she said to me that she would have planned her month. She, someone, if someone had asked her to go out somewhere or to do something or to meet her or to work on a project, she would have to look at her diary and look at how her cycle impacted around that time she was being asked to do something. And now she doesn't have to do that. So that's absolutely amazing. So I just wanted to share that little bit of hope for people that may be going through that. But it's a great episode. 
And I had a great message of support from somebody saying that, um, you know, and this happened last year when we went live on a Facebook live and talked about it. And I had a message from someone just saying, I think that's me. I, I think I need to, you know, reach out for some help. I think, I think that, I think that that could be me. I think I've been living with this for, you know, a huge part of my life. And, you know, the stats are one in 20, 20 women, but there could be even more if people don't know about it. So if you think that could be you, please listen to this episode. Something that really came out of this episode was that although that Becky's been through so much with this, she's really started to see it as a gift because it's actually um, helped to to become much more of an empathetic person. She's more understanding of what other people are going through, um, which means it really has given her gifts as well, as hard as it has been. Um, and she feels that she would have been a different person had she not having had be, been through it. Um, so, but the also the other part uh, for me is really around the self-care part where she knows that she has to work within her limits and actually those limits are like boundaries for all of us that we need to know what our boundaries are what we can do and what we can work within and so that we can flourish and um, you know I'm glad to say that Becky has really gone on to um, flourish go from strength to strength and actually I'd love to have her back as a guest so that she can talk us through the next stages of her of her recovery the next episode was with the absolutely gorgeous Valerie Fisher this was episode 16 and it was around rejection gave me the redirection to find my strengths now Valerie came from quite a poor family and she'd always kind of used her talent and working hard to get her to the places that she had in her life in terms of getting herself an education that was funded and, um, you know, and, and has really kind of used that if I work hard enough, I can be whatever I want to be. And kind of as, as being on that career ladder, thinking that that's where she wanted to be, progressing to that position that she wanted to, she thought she wanted to be in. And then, and there were so many sort of similarities between some of that conversations and some of the feelings that I'd had before. Um, but like me um, and like Valerie, she took the time to step back and really evaluate what, um, what she really wanted. But it was after she was rejected really from her the job that she had loved. It was her ideal job and it was um, in the times of COVID and there came a situation where it was, you know, she was kind of made redundant from that position and actually having to kind of rethink about what she wanted and re rewire really brought her back to actually how did she want to reboot her life and what direction did she want to go in? And there's just some, um, 
some real things that came out of it about, you know, really finding your strengths, living life authentically, um, accepting who you really are and, you know, really opening up to the doors that are really meant for you. Um, and we talked quite a lot in this about, we talked about um, starting with why Simon Sinek's book um, and how Valerie really worked around that for a couple of years to really work out what her why, why was so that she had a real formula um, to guide herself and to in, inspire courage and create change. Um, and then really around, you know, how she's translated that into purpose and so that she can drive, you know, her career forward in the path she has now chosen, which is actually working as an entrepreneur. The next episode was with Anna Davidson. So this was episode 17. And this was about from domestic abuse to freedom in love, freedom in money and freedom in mind. Myself and Anna went to secondary school together, so I've known each other for a long time. But the episode was quite difficult to listen to in parts. Um, you know, may have been difficult for some, li some listeners. Anna has got you know, years of experience in e-commerce and digital marketing, and she's so highly successful. She's, um, you know, she was featured in Forbes last year. However, there was a number of years of her life where she's had to spend time freeing herself from an abusive marriage, freeing herself from domestic violence. And she talks about her journey from fear and shame to wanting to get help from for her partner to the point where she knew that she couldn't fix it and to finding safety for herself and her boys. Um, and then really how she worked on her self-healing, her self-care and now how she has truly found her freedom. So that journey and that story and Anna's reboot started where she was living for six months with a bag in the back of her car and a spare pair of clothes and the boys' passports ready to leave if she had to. Right through to actually how she was going to kind of make those changes, how she how she was going to be kind of brave and brave enough to make that decision to, you know, walk away from the relationship when she thought for so long that, you know, that she could fix it and she wanted to fix it. Um, she talks about her denial and then talks about her exit strategy. And then all about her recovery, how she had a great counsellor and how she really started to kind of work on herself before she was able to start really moving forward. Um, but how that counsellor had really got her to think differently and to the point where she said, I think 
everyone should have a counsellor or coach or a mentor or someone like that because I think we're always growing and we can't always see things ourselves and everyone needs some kind of support especially with what's happened in the last 12 months in the pandemic. I found this episode really inspirational and you know Anna is um, she is a phenomenal lady so if you've not listened um, to the episode give it a listen. The next episode was with Gary Parsons. Um, I met Gary earlier this year. Um, it was actually on Clubhouse. And I think within um, with, within us being in a few rooms together um, over, a, um, over a few hours, I was just like, this man is amazing. Um, his values are so similar to mine. I... Um, and I think I even said to him, Gary, you know, I love you. <laughs> You're great. You're amazing. Um, so I was so pleased when he came on to do this episode. The episode is called Why You Should Be a Human Leader. Now, Gary talks about the reboots within his business and how he made the sacrifices he made when he first started his business um we talk about um kind of him um growing his business through a recession and then through a pandemic um we talk about how he's always put people first and he believes this has really been key to their success both internally within their teams and also with their clients. We discuss having a specialism over niching. We discuss humility, leaders being able to be more vulnerable about their mental health and well-being, and people over profit. Gary said was the link between people and profit. You can't have one without the other. And if you treat people as humans and treat them with the respect and humility that you would expect to be treated yourself, then you will unlock that profit. It will happen. It's about focusing on that culture we create, on, on our people first, and making sure that we support our people to perform at their best. And, you know, it is a fine balance, isn't it? Because it's like, well, if you've not got a strategy, then um, you've not really got a business. Uh, and if you've not got people... You can have a strategy, but you can't make it happen. And I think this episode balances the two beautifully. And we really have, you know, some, we've had some really great conversations about, you know, about, about that balance between the two. Um, and also around actually how we balance it ourselves as leaders and how we take a break and how we look after ourselves. There seems to be definitely, um, a theme that runs through many of the human reboot podcast episodes around this where we have high achievers that may have boundaries in place but sometimes we kind of give those boundaries a bit of a nudge out of the way one of the things that gary left us with um, at the end of the episode towards the end of the episode was how often do we sit there and talk about our employees and talk about where they want to be in five years and their career plans but rarely do we say what matters to you, what values have you got as an individual outside of work that matter to you? How can we support you on your journey? 
And how do you talk about that with your friends and your family? Um, and he really believes that we have a duty to be able to do that first. And actually, if you think about it, if you can connect the two between this career plan and the values and what's important to someone, then surely they're going to achieve that plan, that career plan more quickly and more readily if it links to really the life that they want to lead. And also it will help them to make the right decisions about when they do need to pause and when they do need to rest. Episode 19. So that was everybody is deserving of good things, including me with Colette Stevenson. Now I've known Colette um, since, well, since 2019 at some point. And Colette is a wonderful lady. And when she said to me, she wanted to come on and tell her story. I didn't know what that story was going to be. And actually she shared a story so vulnerable um, about how she was assaulted when she was younger and the effect that that has had on her life and on some of the decisions that she made and the feelings of or not feeling that she is deserving of good things happening to her. She tells her story over this episode and she tells about how a, a dream um, shaped some decision-making in her life and how she knew that following that dream, she couldn't go back. She knew she had to make a change and she made the decision to move out um, to a different country. And in that country, that's where she met her other half. Um, it was Japan. And that's actually where she had her baby. And um, yeah, she got married. And yeah, they came back to the UK. But that wasn't without its real challenges. And Colette shares that part of her journey as well, how they were really struggling financially and how she really really believes that by putting one foot in front of the other that was really just knowing that knowing that putting one foot in front of the other and making small steps had a huge huge impact on her getting through those challenges she also talks about ADHD and neurodiversity and then goes on to talk about how her life has really started to flourish. She's re a really inspiring lady. She's very down to earth. Um, and she is a true creative. Um, so if you have missed this episode, take a little look. The next episode is episode 20. And this was with a lady called Joanna Rawbone. And this was all about how introverts can flourish without pretending. And 
it, I find it found it so interesting because she talked about her reboot story where for years she was a corporate trainer where for years that she had really been kind of performing and acting in the way that she thought that she must do to be able to compete in that corporate environment and she goes on to tell her, her story about how she rebooted and how she learned more about herself how she learned about the fact that she was an introvert and what that meant and it didn't mean to say that she didn't like being around wasn't that she didn't like being around people but it was that she got her energy in a different way and I found this episode so interesting because even for those people that may be extroverts, over the last sort of 17 months, we have had to find ways of getting our energy in different ways. And I think this episode is helpful not only to introverts, but is helpful to extroverts too. But what is really interesting about it is Joanna is trying to educate and support corporate organizations to understand the difference in um, perhaps how introverts may communicate, um, to understand the needs of introverts, so that actually that their talent isn't missed. So it's not, well, you didn't participate in that discussion because you were thinking, digesting, reflecting and coming up with different ideas that potentially you would go back with, but you needed a little bit more time to absorb it rather than jumping in with two feet. And I just found this episode um, just really helpful in terms of understanding myself a little bit more, but also understanding um, other people. And I could really kind of put myself back in that boardroom and think about the people around the table you know the tables over many years and thinking mm, you know I wonder I wonder if they were more introverted the next episode was um with Bernie Macdonald and it was episode 21 and it was called EMDR was game changing for my PTSD and anxiety. This episode was really important to me because when I've been delivering training over the last, you know, few years uh, around mental health and well-being, what I've found really interesting is that sometimes people, you know, will come on and say, oh, well, you know, I had PTSD but I had this amazing treatment and I've never really fully understood what it is. And I've, you know, slowly and slowly been kind of reading more into it. But Bernie has actually been through that treatment herself. Bernie talks about her journey. Um, she's a singer songwriter and she tells her story of when she went from a 15 year old starting out in the music industry, falling into an abusive relationship that led to her making poor decisions for her. Then she talks about um, living with generalized anxiety disorder and then 
through right through to a, to a PTSD diagnosis. She talks us through the EMDR therapy that she had and how it helped. And I think the key thing for me around this was that, and the real takeaway was that EMDR, a lot of people think it's about a light kind of whizzing across the screen and you and you following that light. But there was also kind of, you know, there's there's different ways you can follow a finger, you can um, have little beats in your ears. Um, I think that you can use tapping as a form of it as well, what, of what I've read since this. But the key part is it's, and a lot of people perhaps would be frightened to go and kind of explore this treatment because they think, well, I've got to go over and over what happened in whatever has caused me, um, you know, the post-traumatic um, stress. But actually, the way that Bernie talks in this episode is very much a, around the feelings. So it's about dealing with the feelings that come from the trauma. So I really thank her for sharing all that information with us. The next episode was episode 22. No matter what your diversity, everyone deserves to belong. This was with the very amazing Becky Kekula. She is an international TEDx speaker. She's a motivational speaker. She massively um, champions um, uh, equality and equity in disability. And she talks about not only her story, um, but about the impact that she's trying to have on the world um, by sharing and educating uh, information around disability. So Becky is a person with dwarfism and thus identifies as having a physical disability. But she talks about the challenges um, of her getting her first job and how she's gone on to um, really learn from each environment, how she's always wanted to have a really big impact, but sometimes that's really difficult because sometimes she's felt that people have wanted her there and people and some people haven't. It seems now that, you know, she really has found her place um, in the world and working for a disability uh, like inclusion charity um, or not-for-profit and also she works as a speaker as well but there was a few things that really came out of this episode that really kind of touched me and one was that she never really asked for any adjustments because she didn't really want that to affect the decision-making process about whether she got that job or whether she retained that job or whether it would affect her opportunities going forward in her career. But she talks about when she went 
into one job and they you know they sorted you know they got a, um, a step stool for a desk and you know and in the kitchen and in the toilet and just kind of made the adjustments that they could make and then they started to go more over and above and how this massively pleased her so she didn't ask for it but this was just something a director once woke up and in the morning and thought mm, but what if Becky wanted to use a different kitchen or a different bathroom and how nice it is that when somebody thinks of something that perhaps you haven't thought of yourself the other part that we talked a lot about was around the connection between mental health and disability and this was a great conversation and really some of the things that Becky said in this episode, you know, it it's heartbreaking to think that people have to go through those barriers every day. So whatever your diversity, you know, you have to go through extra barriers compared to other people. And actually, if there are things that we can do to make things more equi equitable, then we should try and do that because it's not only helping you with the barrier of your disability, for example, but also we're preventing and doing what we can to, to reduce the stress that somebody's going through. And we all know that stress, ongoing stress can lead to mental illness. So this is something that you know, we do really need to consider in the world, um, in the work that we're doing and how we accommodate people that may be different to ourselves and that everybody does deserve to belong. I loved that Becky, um, at the end of this episode, says, I truly believe anything's possible. And people may laugh, but I'm willing to challenge anyone anytime someone tells me that it isn't. And she, her mindset is phenomenal. She really is. She's a, an amazing lady. And, you know, the whole thoughts of being able to include people and to change the fact that where she talks about in this episode, she talks about, we have potential to do great things, even if others try to tear us down in the process. Yes, there are people in this world that are like that, but it shouldn't be any more difficult for someone with a disability than it is with someone that isn't. You know, we should be trying to create a world where people can perform at their best and find their talents and rise to the challenges that they want to, you know, that, to rise to in their lives. So I just wanted to say a massive thank you to my guests that have um, helped me over the last 10 or so episodes. I've loved doing these. And if you 
want to know more about rebooting and what it really means and what are the key steps that actually help someone to reboot quickly and effectively to help them to deal with any stresses or mental health illnesses to grow their mental fitness and resilience and help them to adapt to challenge and change then please get in touch I would be happy to share my methodology thank you for listening to the human reboot podcast I'm Emma Last and if you've enjoyed this episode please leave me a five-star podcast review and visit thehumanrebootmovement.com where you can find downloadable free resources, sign up to my mailing list or connect with me on social. So that's thehumanrebootmovement.com. Let's switch off so we can switch on. It's time for your human reboot.